Hello and welcome to episode 15 of our friends, The Anthology. I'm Ron. I'm David. And today, we're still talking about Batman the Animated Series. This is episode 3 of our four-episode series, and we're talking about... Baby Doll. Yes. What'd you think? I love this episode. Yeah? Yeah, this is my favorite episode so far. Oh, I was, I was worried. Really? Well, yeah. Um, that's that surprised me. No, this episode is incredible. Mostly because it, it like exemplifies what I love about Batman villains in that they all have this sort of psychological reason for doing what they do. And also that this episode is just unsettling. It's it's borderline a horror episode. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I like going off your villain comment is Batman's villains aren't equals physically right so yeah you're kind of left with just these really interesting characterizations right they can't hope to match batman physically they have to outsmart him or not or not even that but it's the tragedy behind them yeah right like with mr freeze which we didn't get to i didn't uh use an episode on mr freeze but this show was actually famous for reinventing him Mm. because he used to just be a goofball but then they turned him into this really tragic villain where his whole purpose is to try to save his wife who's in like a cryogenically frozen state. He just has to have a cure for her. There's a whole movie about it, Batman versus Mr. Freeze Sub-Zero. Huh. Um, it's, not, it's not amazing, <laughs> but uh, it's this cold, callous man who the last shred of humanity is is his obsession with trying to cure his wife. And it's really sad. And is this villain a recurring character? Oh, Baby Doll? Yeah. She comes back for one other. Okay. So let's set up the episode. Yeah. So basically, all of these cast members of the show are disappearing. Well, and at first, Batman and Robin don't know the connection. Yeah. So then they figure out that they were all on this old sitcom together. When they eventually figure out who's behind all this, it's this one woman from the cast who had a genetic disorder that made her appear really young and, you know, short, like, just like a kid. And she was able to play this kid on the show. She was the center, you know, star of the show. And And so they quickly figure out that that she's behind it. And then as once they discover that, they sort of, you sort of are shown more and more of this poor woman's backstory and how right they suss out what happened to her career and yeah she left the show to try and pursue serious acting so you see her doing shakespeare but but no one took her seriously she's trapped in a body that makes her look like she's three or four years old right and so she ends up uh sort of adopting the old persona acting as a three or four year old and she wants to try to resurrect what she had on the show right she kidnaps the cast members and forces them to sort of play out these scenes so there are a couple things that don't quite work for me. So like, and that's why this was one that I was a little nervous how you'd react. But the payoff to me is so great. Yeah. But she's a little girl, basically. But she has this uh, henchman who, is, or this hired hand who is just this martial arts woman who I don't know how she's paying for this or <laughs> why. And it's just kind of absurd. And she's somehow a match for Batman and Robin. And, you know, just to like make up the ante i guess nobody gonna like that because i think i think they handled it really well you know robin talks about yeah and then she says like i 
this is just a job, right? She says, and I think Robin's fighting her, and she's like, well, he's just like, wow, you're strong, as he like takes a kick to the chest, you know? And yeah, they they kind of they're kind of aware of it, I guess. Yeah, they, and they play it off well. Yeah, that's fair. But first of all, like because it's a little bit weird this episode. So yeah, I, and I love that part of yeah. it. But what ends up happening is it's really sad, and oh my gosh, it just it it really delivers so the part for me and the reason and because of that because it was so um poignant that's why i had to put it because that's what this show can do sometimes mm. and this is one that doesn't really require it because this is a standalone character right. this is yeah. she's invented for this episode versus some of the other episodes that i would want to show you but i don't know if they would land as well because you have to kind of be more familiar with the batman stuff but in this she her whole thing is that she realizes that those years on the sitcom were the best years of her life and she's trying to retreat back to them. And uh, she has this catchphrase where she goes, uh, I didn't mean to, like a Steve Urkel type of thing. Yeah. And it's so hammy. And oh, and there's lots of jokes like about like how poorly the show has aged and stuff so it's it's like a little meta like how you know how silly it is where robin will call it out like call out the bad writing or something i love i mean i think this uses the medium so effectively like i think that the same story told in the same universe in comic book form wouldn't be as effective yeah because i think part of what sells the horror vibe is the sound effects a lot of the lurking in the shadow they do this like I want to say they do this like little pitter patter of footsteps, right. for her, which is terrifying. It makes yeah. like the hair on the back of my neck stand up. And the way that she delivers her line, I didn't mean to. Like sometimes, you know, it's it's sometimes canned, it's, it's from hammy. the show, yeah. it's hammy, but then other times it's sinister. Right. And I think that's something that just wouldn't play as well. Uh, again, like in a comic book. 100%. And so I love that they can take these stories that, you know, exist in the back man universe and tell them in the most effective medium one thing i love and i don't think i've mentioned this yet but uh first of all the bat this show borrows so much from the fleischer brothers superman shorts hmm. and so they obviously borrow a lot from that style and things like that but then one of the things that i like so much is the way that they are hearkening back to a nostalgia that i wouldn't immediately be familiar with as a kid and so it kind of it's almost like educational in a weird way mm. to see like black and white tv that this is kind of a batman that is not from any time you can place i, I love that yeah i love that you know this was a black and white show but it was only 10 years ago because robin was watching it you know what i mean so yeah. i love things like that that it can kind of play fast and loose with those things and be nostalgic i think pixar is really good at tapping into this nostalgia that doesn't that defies time so like in up he's watching short subjects about this explorer and stuff like that right with the with the big blimp and yeah all that kind of thing and then for people who didn't grow up with that it kind of is a window into those things so so you kind of get this nostalgia secondhand for a, a time that for something that you didn't necessarily grow up with yeah so I love that aspect of it. But getting back to the real the real meat of the episode, at the end, she, Batman's chasing after her to apprehend her. And he she leads him through this funhouse mirror kind of set. 
Yes. Which that is a reference to an Orson Welles movie called uh, Lady from Shanghai. Huh. Yeah. That's like the original Funhouse Mirror set piece thing. That's awesome. And so he's chasing her around and oh God, the way, okay, you know what I'm about. There's a couple things. It's like there are three blows that land and they're so meaningful. If you haven't watched this episode, what are you doing listening to this? So like, definitely <laughs> watch the episode. But uh, and if again, you want to go through them. Before we spoil this, I would say that if you're on the fence about Batman, this is the episode to watch, for at least for me. And it, it stands alone really well. I would check it out. Yeah, for sure. So now... Big smile from this side of the table. <laughs> but yeah, the, the funhouse mirror scene. So Batman's chasing her through this funhouse and there are all the mirrors and they all have different skewed versions of uh the person and i think she's looking for batman and so she's walking around and there's like the wide version of her and the tall weird version of her and then there's this one version of her where it's what she would look like and it's something you can only get away with in a cartoon but it's not the kind of thing that interrupts you you know that is a stretch for you as you're watching it it's the version of her if she had grown up to be you know it's it's her inside Cause she's a woman and then she sees herself if her outside matched her inside what she would look like just as a normal woman and she's pretty and all this and it's heartbreaking i mean you assume throughout this episode up to a certain point that it's hard for you to separate her intelligence and maturity from her outward appearance yeah and it, it's always a bit of a surprise when she breaks out of that character because she does right. and has this like deeper voice and she's right. intelligent woman, yeah. and smart and because you, you just can't shake the fact that she looks like she should be talking with this three or four-year-old voice and intellect. Right. And so, you know, she's she is a, an adult basically trapped in a child's body and with the amount of respect given to a child. And when so, she's, when, so when she's faced with what she could look like and what her life could be it like. It just wrecks her. How her serious career could have been. Yeah, she, it's devastating. It's so much more powerful than Batman coming in and just laying one smack on the jaw you know and so she sees this and kind of starts to break down uh because she shoots up the mirror that she can't look at it and Mm -hmm. then and then i think batman appears from behind her and uh she like kind of laments everything that happened and and kind of you know she becomes honest with herself and she's just so sad that you know nothing worked out for her and then so at the end she says her catchphrase but in this but it has a totally different meaning to it and different weight and she goes i i didn't mean to i and, didn't mean to and i know so that sad. the way that we're describing this and if you just sort of lay out the story beats it sounds a little cheesy it sounds like it couldn't work but the execution is really spot on and again like this episode to me was it's not that, that i didn't enjoy the other episodes but this really was on a level that the others weren't and it was really striving to tell this sort of like adult mature story right this is a kid's show yeah and it's it's yeah it's insane and then there's the requisite action scenes and all that but there's something way deeper going on um yeah. and, it, and it's really powerful i love this love this episode and this was the first episode with robin too that we've seen right uh yeah which, I mean, it's not the first episode with Robin. No, but, right, yeah. but it's the one, the first one that we've seen. And I, I like Robin. I think he's funny. I think he's... Yeah. I love the voice acting just 
all over the place. Yeah. So like her voice is fantastic, both the baby ish voice and then her as a woman where you can kind of see uh, it's interesting because you can hear the woman voice in the baby a little yeah. in the baby voice a little but so it, it just it really sells it for me is all i'm saying long-winded version of that but uh robin's voice is fantastic i think the act the voice actor for uh, obviously kevin conroy and mark hamill get a lot of love for their characters but i think robin is a great voice too Harley Quinn is also voiced by a terrific voice actress. And I will say the one thing about this episode is uh-huh. uh, the fact that Robin poses as one of the cast members who's like this big husky guy. Oh, that's and right. Then, the, that twist. And Robin kind ends of fun. up saving the day and like sort of rips off the mask and oh, it's Robin underneath. And it, it's fun. And I, I'm not bashing on it. I don't dislike it. It's just funny, the obsession that the batman episodes we've seen so far have to oh. be with, like ripping off the mask and... fair enough well what two episodes yeah two out of okay. three you know but like it's it's a funny it's a it's funny a trope and it's also funny because you know these people like the guy that robin was imitating is like this kind of bulky dude who's like in no way resembles robin's frame <laughs> you know and yeah it's just a funny it's a trope and it you know it's fun i buy into it yeah i don't think i have much more to say but i'm glad that you i it's all i could have hoped for for you to like the episode so the this same was way a risky episode for you like yeah, high risk I was high reward yeah exactly but i had to do it because this is why i mean probably the same way that i don't know the musical episode of buffy or something was for you yeah cool what's the next episode next episode is going to be old wounds from the last season of batman uh i will just warn you that for the last season of batman they redesigned all the characters Mm. so it's gonna look a little different and again it's worth noting that all these are streaming on amazon prime so if you have amazon prime go check it out there all right see you next week oh wait see you next time and have an amazing week